Welcome back, everybody. It is The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. You are with Lyle and Daniel. And, of course, we want to thank our fill-in team that is continuing to fill in. They were filling in for me while I was on annual leave. And, of course, we had a pre-recorded interview from them, uh, which we just had. And, of course, fill-in team this morning is Daniel because, well, Lawson's still down with the Rona. That interview was really great. You might want to be careful. You, you can end up being replaced if you don't. Very, up your very game. easily. I, I'm, I'm thinking that maybe I should not have. Uh, I shouldn't, shouldn't have taken so much of a, um, a, a break. But anyway, a few text messages coming in here. Um, uh, so Franco wants to say, "Eat out of the garden, God's gift to us, perfect Amen. and yum." Mm. And, and this is in reference to a story that we were having uh, earlier about uh, stem cell created meat that they are now eating in some countries. And, of course, China is planning to replace all of their meat by stem cell-created meat uh, in the next five years. So that'll be massive. If that comes off, if that happens, that'll be just really world-changing. As a, as a recent tomato grower myself, yes, like, praise the Lord, I've got yes. three different types of tomato. I don't even try. It was compost. I've thrown compost in the garden to get it prepped. And it grew tomatoes. And I've got about 15 tomato plants. Nice. There's Roma, there's Truss, and there's cherry tomatoes. Yes. The Roma ones are riper than the rest of them, and there is something so satisfying about walking out, plucking it off the tree fresh. and Slicing just, it. Because cool. I don't necessarily like eating tomato without anything. No, I just pluck it off and straight in the mouth. Yep. Done. Eat it. And it is yep. delicious. That's amazing. That is absolutely amazing. Hum- humble brag there that... Tomatoes just grew without me trying. <laughs> if I okay, tried, so they'd here's, die quickly. Here's, here's my challenge for you. Grow, grow Russian tomatoes. Duh. That's, that's my challenge. See if you can... What even are Russian tomatoes? Ah, they're kind of like black-looking things. They're, oh, yes, there's heirloom seed companies you can buy mm-hmm. seeds from. They're quite it's, challenging. I don't think the climate's right here. My, my dad's trying to grow them. My brother's trying to grow them. They are growing them, uh, but not as well as the others. <laughs> okay, um, other text messages. Welcome back, Lyle. You've been missed. Thank you, Lynn. Amen. I think... Um, let me just see here... Uh, Oh, another one. Lyle, welcome back. Hope you had a great holiday break. I did. Praise the Lord. Spent a lot of time working on the house, which was uh, super successful. Um, Then somebody says, Hope Lawson is not in hospital. When you speak to him, please give him my best wishes praying for him. So, Lawson, we trust that you're not in hospital. We have not heard that you're in hospital, so we assume that you're not and that you are well and truly on the mend. Uh, And we are looking forward to when you can come back to radio. Yeah, rest up well, brother. Uh, talking about, uh, what was that girl's name? Uh, Karina Kuhn? Uh, Karina Kuhn. Kuhn. Uh, the transgender. Wow, surprised they didn't throw her out or put her in jail. <laughs> Good on yeah, the, the people were quite supportive. Like the people listening to it yes. at the committee hearing when you watch the video said similar things to what I said. Very yeah, yeah. wonderful to see somebody standing up and standing up for this in this environment. And actually owning what they are. Yeah. Truthfully. Because if you're transgender, you are actually transgender. You are not a woman, you are transgender. Yep. And if that's what you're going to be, then own that. Yep. Um, good honour, the truth is the truth. We all know the issue is mental and emotional, but add to that the chemicals in food and psychological warfare mm. uh, by the New World Order to physically change bodies and uh, feminise or masculinise uh, humans, absolutely demonic. Um this, this the, is my kind of text. Yeah, message. yeah, yeah. This is this is this is down your path, right? This is, this is your rabbit hole. Uh, back in the 1980s, 60s, uh, 60 Minutes made a presentation on this issue. It'd be very different. Says, I, I, says I will stop here as I could go on forever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Daniel could go on forever on this one. Uh, as well. If you're willing, I'll get your uh, your 
your phone number and we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you can come on as a guest on uh, on uh, Daniel's. Um, and we're allowed to announce anything that it might be up and coming. I'll do an interview segment. Okay, we'll do an interview. segment. Oh yes, yes, I'm. I'm YouTube uh, no. channel. Yeah. Well, you have now. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's done. It's done. It's done. It's out there. Yep. Okay, more details to come. Okay, Brian Houston, he should step down. God is very specific on the rules as who should be in office. God is the ultimate judge. Amen. Uh, the meat industry, it's not that scientists don't know the truth about dangers of meat, especially the eating of blood. In cooking shows today, all meat dishes seem terribly done rare. Uh, getting people ready for uh, guilt-free meat, does that include human meat as it's already being sold some businesses worldwide. Yeah, I'm, I'm... I touched on that before. You did. It's, it's a you thing. Did. It's it a is. thing. Mm, and I have heard about this recently. It's frightening. Uh, the plan is to get people used to also raw meat. Remember the destruction of Jerusalem, what the future of the world will look like in the last days. You, you know, it's... it's, it's so there's correlation between the consumption of blood from meats and aggression. There is. There is. There's, there, and there's a correlation between red meat and aggression as well. Yep. Uh, and so you'll find that scientific. Yes. Indeed. Not that it can't be disputed, but there's better evidence. Well, all science, all science is disputed, <laughs> but that's um, that's what science should be disputed. If it. you stop disputing science, then it's not science anymore. It's propaganda. Ooh, there's a rabbit hole <laughs> <laughs> in the current climate. Let's talk about the quiz, eh? All right, let's talk about the quiz. What's the next question? Well, should we go through the points and the prizes? We'll do that. Right, Hundred points. That. 100 points gets you a Faith FM bookmark and a bumper sticker. 200 points, a back issue of the Science magazine. 300 points, pocket sermon book, which has a bunch of different little guide points for finding bits of the Bible and, and really positive, powerful pieces that you can use in conversation. 400 point is a bargain book, which is a book of your choice from a list. And 500 points is a book of the day. And if you answer all five questions, you can get all five prizes, which is Pretty snazzy. That's really kind. But the book of the day is a book called A Build to Life by Luke B. Hyman, which is about his former life as a, a person chasing money and riches and prosperity and how he's come to God and how you can help manage your life too. Ah, praise God. That's fantastic. Sounds like a great book right there. Great prize. Amen. All right, number to call is 0491-064-669. Make sure that you save that number in your phone uh, because when we give it out here on the radio, we speak too fast. Everybody and tells us that. Yeah, it, it's You're excited. It happens. Yeah, but if it's saved in your phone, then when we give the phone number, it's like, yes, Faith FM. It's like, I know that already. Don't worry about it. I've got it in my phone. That's right. I preach at the Polish church at Wall's End quite frequently and there's one lady there and I, I say to her, First time I, I preached, I said, how was it? And she goes, oh, it's good. A bit too fast. I said, okay, no worries. I, when I get excited, I talk quickly. I used yes. to have that all the time in retail. People would come in, ask about a video game. I'm like, oh, yeah. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> I go, I understood none of that. Sorry, let me say it again. <laughs> blah, 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 blah. Go, that was no slower. Like, I can't talk slower. And so every time I finish a sermon, when we have lunch, I'll say to her, how was I this week? She goes, better. Still too fast, though. I'm like, I can't go any slower. <laughs> if I go any slower, I will You would stop. literally be asleep. I'm physically incapable of doing it. <laughs> uh, it's a tough battle, tough battle. Okay, so we've got a listener here who's sending through your uh, details so that you can chat. So, oh, Amen, look at that. That'll be, that'll be Great connections. That'll be happening. All right. Um, we actually have to do the next part of the quiz. We too. do. We have to do the question. Yes. We've done the phone number. We have. And we've done all we, we the... We probably should do the question. All the fun stuff with what you win. Yes. 
Now you've got to answer this to actually win those things. That's right. 300-point question. What man with a name like a Roman god became a powerful preacher of Christ in the early church? Ooh, there you go. That's an interesting one. A man that had the name of a Roman god and became a powerful preacher. Have you seen this screen or do you know it? I have not seen the screen. I do know the answer. Wonderful. Yes. It's an interesting question. I would never have thought to word that question like that. It's good. Like this, this is starting, obviously, you know, as the level increases for prizes, the difficulty increases. If you're not a learned scholar and having been engaged in church history, this is something you might miss. This is an interesting, um, it raises interesting thoughts in my mind as uh, regarding things that are, you know, deeply uh, founded and rooted in paganism. Yes. Because you find that this person did not change their name as, you know, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego did, also did not change their names. And even uh, in the book of Daniel, you'll find Belteshazzar when Nebuchadnezzar is writing and talks about Belteshazzar or it is uh, Belshazzar speaking and calls him Belteshazzar. Daniel just owns it. It's yeah. just a name. There's nothing more to it than it's just It's just a word. It's just a, a, a group of letters. It's not going to hurt anyone. I don't have any problems with my name, but I do like the old, long, convoluted names that we have in the Old Testament, like Nebuchadnezzar and Shadrach and Meshach and Abednego and Methuselah. And you've got Daniel. <laughs> well, see, see, these are the ones that have so you know Daniel, Peter, John. The really easy ones yeah. have uh, quick, have short. Mahershala Hashbaz. I've not met somebody <laughs> named, but you know, if Mahershala Hashbaz lived in Australia, we'd call him Baz, right? Of course, yeah, or Baza. Yeah, Baza. What's going That's on, Baza? Baza. Ah, if I had more kids, I'm sure I'd name one of my kids, but Mahershala Hashbaz <laughs> as a Bible name just for fun. Um, but yes, we need to get into our Bible study. You're listening to Faith FM, positively different radio. Hebrews chapter 5 is where we are going. I'm so excited about what we're doing uh, this uh, quarter, I guess we should say, the first quarter of the year with the book of Hebrews. What a great book to be studying. I mean, this is a book with so much depth and so much meaning and so many things to talk about. And Hebrews chapter 5, we're going to read the first two verses. Lawson, uh, not Lawson. Daniel, can you read those for us? How could you mistake this beard? <laughs> the, the, the positioning of Hebrews is a little bit sneaky, trying to go looking for books in the New Testament. So the first four Gospels. Yes. Acts, directly what happened after the Gospels. That's right. Then you've got Paul's writings. Yes. And then it's basically the boys at the end, you know, your Titus and your Jude and your John. Then you've got Revelation. But Hebrews is snuck in there. It is. It's amongst the boys. If you start looking through the boys, and then boom, Hebrews is there. Like, what are you doing here? You and I always back. think of Hebrews as being written by Paul because I believe it was. So it should, should come after, it should become after Thessalonians. <laughs> yes. But it doesn't. Because I, I, go, I, I go Acts and then it's the Eans or the Ans, Romans, Philippians, Ephesians, Corinthians, okay. ANSs. Colossians. Yep, Colossians. And then the boys, but Hebrews. Gets me every time. I'm like, hang on, no, it's a little bit further on. Keep going, Titus. Should I could be going past Titus? <laughs> there you go. Keeps keeps it interesting. All right, verse one and two. Did you say? Yes. Chapter five, verse one and two. The Bible says, every high priest is a man chosen to represent other people in their dealings with God. He presents their gifts to God and offers sacrifices for their sins. 
and he is able to deal gently with ignorant and wayward people because he himself is subject to the same weaknesses. Okay, so uh, is the Bible saying here that priests then are ignorant and wayward? <laughs> well, it kind of does. We all are, aren't we? It kind of does because, I mean, hey, here in my translation, he is able to have compassion on the ignorant and on those that are out of the way, for he himself also is weak or compassed with infirmity. We all are. Without God, we'd have nothing. That's right. Without and him, I think, this have is no a, I think this is a really important thing that we need to recognize is that um, we, we need to, particularly for those of us who you know, might work in ministry or on radio or whatever it might be, we are all ignorant and wayward. It is important that we not get above ourselves and start to think ourselves as being better or different than anybody. The Bible says, you know, about Elijah that he was a man with, with subject to like passions as we are, mm. which is once again the old English way of saying he was just like us. Yeah. He was just like you and I. He was no different from us. Fallible human being. And this is one of the reasons why the Bible records the weaknesses and the failings of all of these individuals and their sins. Yeah. And the terrible things that they did at times, it's because, okay, uh, these were real human beings. Okay, so when it comes to uh, God choosing a mediator, because the priest worked in the role, to some extent, of a mediator. He did not mediate for sins because only Jesus does that. But he was the one who would offer the sacrifices for the people, and it was a mediatorial type role. Okay, so why then... Did God not choose, say, angels to do this job? God could have appointed, you know, an angel and maybe given us a new one every 10 years or just one angel that has lasted the entire time. Um, wouldn't an angel have done a much better job in this role in that an angel is perfect, an angel is sinless, uh, an angel, when they present the gospel message, would, would present it flawlessly? faultlessly, perfectly, without any danger of any error creeping in whatsoever at all. I mean, you think about it. We live in a world right now where artificial intelligence is, you know, taking over the roles, lots of roles of, of, of many jobs. Mm, you know, you, you, fly, you fly on an aeroplane and the computer flies the plane and the pilot's there in case the computer fouls up. Yeah, watching everything. Oh, yeah, watching everything. Thanks, computer. That's right. And the reason that air travel is so safe is because they have removed so much of the human element. And with self-driving cars, the whole concept behind self-driving cars is that they'll be infinitely safer because they remove the human element. You've given away your answer. So why not, <laughs> why not remove the human element when it comes to ministry, when it comes to the priesthood? Yeah, I, I knew the answer to this before you went into that human yes. element side of it, but because I'm I'm on to your tricks, Southwell. I know you. <laughs> when we when we look at the circumstance, you said before angels are perfect, and that's exactly yeah, the problem. That's right. That's, Never sinned. That's the issue, because Christ came down to be a man, and recognize what we go through, which is why He is our perfect mediator. It's not a point for angels to be able to do the same thing and recognize the sufferings and, and the struggles that we have as a human and the ways that we're tempted like Christ was in the desert, it needs that extra human element in it, which is why high priests being human makes so much sense. As long as there's the recognition of humility over the ego of, hey, I'm a high priest, how good am I? Because you, you lose it. And that's 
the approach I try to try to take in ministry, especially when it comes to sermons. After I finish finish preaching, people walk up and they're like, "Oh, great sermon, Daniel!" And I'm like, "Yeah, praise God!" Just flick past the <laughs> flick past the flick, flick past the glory up to God because I'm like, "No, no, don't yes. don't praise me, praise yes. the Lord." Because if He didn't teach me and give me the knowledge and understanding of the beauty of His character, I'd stand up here and have nothing. Indeed, absolutely. Now I like that, and you know, when you think about the the fact that you know who was the first high priest, Aaron. Mm. Uh, who made the golden calf? Yep. <laughs> oh well, well, Moses, we didn't think you were coming back down, so I just was like, Aaron, you had one job, mate. <laughs> and, and Aaron's like, yeah, I threw some gold into a fire, and oh, you wouldn't believe what came out, a calf. <laughs> Not buying it for a minute. <laughs> no. Uh, so, you know, when you, look at, when you look at Aaron, out of all of the high priests that we have listed in the Bible, we don't have that many. You know, there's a few names of a few high priests. Um, outside of Annas and Caiaphas, Aaron was probably the biggest sinner out of all of the high priests that there was. Yep. So why do we have him in the Bible? Why did he retain his position as being high priest? Why did the priesthood come down through Aaron? Why were you know all, why were Annas and Caiaphas descendants of Aaron? You know, mm. shouldn't God at that particular point gone? You know what, Aaron, you're out of a job. I mean, if we'd have been the boss, you know. And Aaron come to us and said, yeah, I, 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 you were like, you had one job. And he's like, well, I threw gold into a fire. <laughs> and they're like, yeah, nah, we're going to find somebody else. And, and we need that, like, we need that fallibility. We need that failing. We need to see that, those humanistic qualities. Yes. Because then we don't look to that person. That's right. If a high priest was perfect, excluding Christ, because he is, and we're, we're just going to take him out of the equation. That's right. We're going to come back and talk about Jesus in a minute. <laughs> take him out of the equation. If a high priest is perfect, we look to that high priest and go, well, they're so wonderful. Aaron's so great. Aaron does this. Aaron does that. Instead, we look at it and go, yeah, look, Aaron's great because he's in that position, but he still suffers from the same complexities that I do. I can't look to him for my salvation. I can't look to him for that kind of recognition. I need to look higher. Yes. Put that focus on God. Yes. Amen. Absolutely. So the weaknesses and the failings. Okay, so, you know, we work in ministry. And when you're working in ministry, sometimes you work with churches that are frustrating. Sometimes you work with churches that like you. Sometimes you work with churches that don't like you. And sometimes you work with pastors you like, and sometimes you work with pastors that you don't like. That's the simple reality um, of working with human beings. That is it. That is, the, that, is, that is really what it comes down to when it comes to working with human beings. But if God, even today, took all of us human beings out of ministry and replaced us by angels because angels are perfect, would the angels have the same ability to express the power of God's grace when they have never experienced God's saving grace? No, because it's coming from a whole different level. Yes. They don't recognize what it like. When you, get, when you understand the story of how Christ has died for our sins and was resurrected to take his place and his sovereignty back over this earth and has bought all of us, and knowing what we've done in our lives, and we talked this morning about testimonies and the importance of testimonies. doesn't matter how small or how short a testimony is, or even if it is, I grew up in the church my whole life and I've never really had any problems. That in itself is a powerful testimony because it's a testament to God being positive and working through you in your life. Yes. It doesn't have to be, I was a murderous drug addict who was a fornicator and now I've come to Christ. They're powerful, 
but they're powerful at the same spectrum and the same end. The angels don't have that fallibility. They don't have those failings. They don't have those problems, those stumbles, those trippings, that struggle it is to fight against the forces of darkness by relying on God. Mm -hmm. They don't know it. They can't understand it. If they became our high priests and our ministers, there would be a complete disconnect because they're operating on a completely different wavelength. Yep. Absolutely. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Here on The Breakfast Show, what are we up to, the 400, the 500 pointer? 400 oh, the points. 400 pointer, okay. The... And yeah, you know, it's, it's it's slightly disappointing because we've only had bragging rights so far. We'd mm-hmm. love to give away some prizes and increase your book collection. There's been quite a few people for bragging rights. Or have some... Uh, We'd love to hear from our listeners. Give us a call. Bumper stickers. I've actually got... Two Faith FM stickers on my white laptop because it matches perfectly. I put one on to the, so I can see it when I have it closed. But I had a couple lying around. I'm like, well, I can't really put this on my car because the colour doesn't match and I don't want the paint to come off and everything else. So I put the second one on facing away so I can open my laptop and advertise to people, listen to Faith FM. Praise the Lord. There you go. All right, 400-point question is, at the gate of what city was the destitute widow who then received a miraculous supply of flour and oil that gave water and bread to Elijah. There you go. If you know the answer to that one, you know the number to call, 0491-064-669. So that question again? At the gate of what city was the destitute widow who then received a miraculous supply of flour and oil that gave water and bread to Elijah? Okay, so there was a widow... Who gave water and bread to Elijah and what city? What city was it? Mm, if you know the answer. 0491-064-669. Or call through on 1-800-324-843. Save that one on your phone as well. Don't just do the mobile number. Do the call in and have a chat. Why not? Sure. Let's get it being social today. Let's have a connection. All right. Absolutely. we love to hear from our listeners. Let's talk about our Bible study. We're talking about the... Uh, Jesus as our high priest, and we are talking about the priests that existed on earth. And the Bible says that they were chosen from among men, and that the reason that they were chosen from among men was so that they could have compassion. Mm. And I was going to mention a hymn, and during the break, I actually asked producer Shell whether she could find the hymn, and she can't. Sad, isn't it? So somebody, I know we've got lots of recording artists out there, so here's, here's, <laughs> here's my challenge. challenge for you. Here's the challenge. Go and find this hymn and record it for us. It's a beautiful hymn. But one of the lines goes like this. When I tell redemption story, angels fold their wings, for angels never knew the joys that our salvation brings. Mm, that's deep. You know, and it's and, and it's basically talking about our experience in heaven. You know, um, after the return of Jesus, we're in heaven and we're sharing with the universe what we have gone through. And there is so much that the angels can share with us because like, yeah, we saw that, we saw that. You know, we're all eyewitnesses to all kinds of stories. And when we tell redemption story, it's like they've got nothing to say because they've never experienced salvation by grace from sin. I can imagine they sort of look at it and go, yeah, but why did you do that for? But, But why? You could have just not done that. Like, but you don't understand. You don't understand what it's like to be human, to be tempted, to trip over, to fall, and know that we have a beautiful salvation, a Savior in Christ, that will help us get up and we can look towards. Indeed. I, 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 as much as they're you know, all-powerful beings and, and all they have, there's a, a, a sort of soreness for them. 
because they 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 don't they don't know what it's like to be tempted. Yes, and have the depths of recognizing how pitiful we they don't really know what, are. They, they do know what it's like to be tempted because they were tempted, obviously, to follow Satan. Satan. Yeah, but they don't know what it's like to be tempted with a sinful nature. Yes, and and to fall to that, but then get back up in Christ. Yes. Like the and the the difference between those two things, like it's phenomenal. Absolutely. Yeah, great stuff right there. All right, let's uh, let's go back to uh, our Bible study here. The Bible says that they uh, that priests are chosen from among men so that they can be compassionate, and it's one of the things that you know we understand is that when we are ministering to others, we can have compassion because it's not, it's just not like well, why did you do such a stupid thing? It's like well, actually, you know what? I've been there, and I've done stupid things myself. Yeah. And this is the whole point. This is why God chooses or chose a priesthood from among human beings. Okay, but then let's think about Jesus because the Bible then goes on to talk about Jesus being our high priest and a high priest made after the order of uh, Melchizedek. So why don't we read verses uh, 3 and 4? Uh, 3, 4 and 5. 3, 4 and 5? All right. The Bible says, That is why he must offer sacrifices for his own sins as well as theirs, and no one can become a high priest simply because he wants such an honour. He must be called by God for this work, just as Aaron was. That is why Christ did not honour himself by assuming he could become high priest. No, he was chosen by God, who said to him, You are my son, today I have become your father. Okay, so this is an interesting verse. You are my son, today I have become your father, and he was chosen by the father. Uh, a lot of people see a hierarchy right here. We're going to come back and we're going to talk about that probably tomorrow. Yep. What does it mean to be that Jesus was begotten? What does it mean that Jesus uh, was chosen by the Father? Does that indicate a hierarchy in the Godhead? Does that indicate the cre- that Jesus was in some in some way created, that he at some point did not have life separate from the Father, that he was a recipient of life from the Father? Uh, we're going to answer all those questions, but we're probably going to look at them tomorrow. But when we come to Jesus, the Bible says in Hebrews chapter 2, why don't we go back and read this one again really quickly? Hebrews 2, um, and well, why don't we look at it in verse. Uh, well, let's start here in Hebrews chapter 2. I'm going to read this one in verse 16. It says, For truly he did not take on him the nature of angels but the seed of Abraham. Mm-hmm. So this is kind of the whole point of what we're talking about here this morning, yep. is that Jesus is able to have compassion not just because he has been tempted, but because he was tempted like we are tempted. Yes. So all of the angels were tempted. But they weren't tempted like we are because we have that, that natural tendency, that sinful nature. Human nature. Human nature. And Jesus was tempted as a human being, uh, which is a very, very different kind of a scenario. Uh, verse 17, what do you got for us there in verse 17? Uh, what got? Chapter 2, verse 17. Therefore, it was necessary for him to be made in every respect like us. Okay, let's stop there for a moment. Key word right there, every. That's your key word. He was made just like us. Yeah. Does that mean that Jesus sinned? No. No. He was made in every respect like us. But Jesus never sinned. And this is really important because uh, Jesus was made in 
every point like us, so that, well, let's keep reading. Verse 17, so that he could be our merciful and faithful high priest before God. Then he could offer a sacrifice that would take away the sins of the people. Okay, so we look at the human priest, Aaron, and his descendants. Uh, Could they be merciful? Yes. Why could they be merciful? Because they have been through same circumstances that we have. They know how we feel. Yes. And they're able to have mercy upon people because they do have those inherent characteristics of God and that personality. Yes. But they have a flaw. Yes. Indeed. We're going to come back to that. So we're looking at similarities now. We're going to look at uh, differences in just a moment. Um, Okay. So the descendants, Aaron and his descendants, they could have compassion because they've been tempted in all points like we are. The Bible says that Jesus can have compassion because he was tempted in all points like we are. The difference now between Jesus and Aaron's descendants is this. Aaron's descendants have habitual sin as a part of their experience. Jesus has none. Amen. And that's what's really, really critically important right here because with Jesus having none, it means that he can be our intercessor, he can be our sacrifice, and he can be our example in all things. Praise the Lord. Yeah, praise God. Okay, we're going to continue through Hebrews chapter 5 as we continue through this particular week, um, starting right there with Jesus as our high priest. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Welcome back. That was Lower Lights with Nearer My God to Thee with a wonderful hymn right there. I think we have a 500-point question real quick. Let's uh, sneak that one through, and then we're going to move on to question of the day. Certainly are. The 500-point question is, what king of Israel claimed to worship Baal, but only to destroy the priests of Baal? Okay. Claimed to worship Baal, and then just Baal, if you... Baal. Whatever. (laughs) Yeah, that god. Storm god. We know know who he was. That's right. A bad guy. Okay, it is now time for Question of the Day. All right, I think you'll really enjoy this one, being a a wartime history buff, because it has some references to that. Question of the Day comes from Chris, and it is, in regards to the Holocaust interview, so from Friday, what about the genocide committed by Moses and his quote-unquote chosen people? What about the Nakba? the disposition of Palestinians as well. Okay, so you've got two different questions right there. Um, one is in relationship to uh, genocide during the time of Moses. The other is the Nakba, which is you know re- refers to the Palestinian, Palestinian displacement uh, since 1948. And so let's begin by talking about what happens in the Bible because this is really the important issue for us as Christians to be able to understand. And I guess we need to start by asking the question, is there ever a point at time in which a human being might be better off dead. Now, obviously that there is. Um, we know that you know when somebody is in massive amounts of pain, there's nothing that we can do to relieve that pain and uh, you know they're on a one-way path to death, that they are actually better off dead. Now, the question that comes after that, and of course you know this is being argued um, quite vociferously all around Australia right now in relationship to you know voluntary euthanasia and so forth, uh, the question that comes after that is who gets to actually decide 
when a person is better off dead? And the answer is only God can make that decision because only God can read a person's heart and only God can see whether there is a possibility for the salvation of that person or not. Now, if there is no possibility for that person's salvation and there is only a possibility for pain and suffering, then they are better off dead. Mm. Amen. Now, God can make that decision and only God. And so what you find is wars of aggression and uh, uh, particularly you know, what we might describe as being genocide, probably the Malachite genocide is probably the one that stands out the most uh, during the time of Saul, could only take place under a theocracy. So God has the one to decide whether people live or die. God has the one to decide how that takes place. Sometimes God will... Um, you know, there's, there's there's a record of God opening up the ground and it swallowed some people. Um, there's other times when God poured fire down from heaven and it obliterated them. obliterated people. There are other times when God used other people to do that, as in the Israelites in the time of well Joshua rather than Moses, but also Moses to some extent, but mostly thirty-two kings in Joshua. Yes, they overthrew kings. thirty-two different armies and areas. Like amazing. Yes. And so this is what this is what happened, and the only reason that they could do that from a moral perspective is because God was the one who was able to choose that these people are actually better off dead. And we kind of look at it and go, no, surely not. But you only say that because you have no idea of how horrific history is mm, amen. and the kinds of societies that were being destroyed. I mean, we have people in our society, there is a percentage of people in our society who are extremely traumatized and they live terrible, terrible lives because of the trauma that they live with. We are not talking about societies that had traumatized people in them. We are talking about whole societies that were traumatized. Whole societies that, you know, had been raped since childbirth, basically. Whole societies that had, you know, uh, that had seen, if they had survived this long, the most brutal atrocities known to man. Mm. And this was normalized within those societies. I could go on and on and on with, you know, talking about how horrific societies were and how much Christianity has changed the world and that the reason that our world values human life and places a value on people not suffering and so forth is a result of the influence of Christianity because no other religion has brought that on in the world and the pagan religions, the ancient religions in the past were truly horrific. And so when... When you uh, when when you look at you know what was taking place here, I don't know what the situation was, but it's not hard for me to imagine God saying these people are better off dead because this is just too painful and I can't save them, as God did with the time of the flood. Uh, and really, what's happening here is no different from what God did at the time of the flood. Um, with, with you look upon it as a merciful act, and in many ways it was. Well, the other thing too was that it was a wake up call to those particular nations. Now we come to the Nakba, and I could probably spend a lot of time on this, and because it has nothing to do with the Bible, um, the, it, it, it is something in which you could probably share a whole bunch of different opinions. Mm. And so it's just purely my opinion. The Nakba referring to the uh, displacement of the Palestinian people and the occupation of their land. So there's a legal perspective, and when we look at the legal perspective, it can be argued backwards and forwards whether the occupation is legal or illegal or otherwise and it all depends on which lawyer you ask. And it all depends on which laws you apply. And we have to remember that all of those laws that are applied in this situation are laws that were made by human beings. Uh, what we do see is a situation that is 
definitely disadvantageous to Palestinian people. And, you know, having travelled there and having seen some of the complexities, I still try and wrap my head around it and come up with solutions. It's a really hard one to try and um, come up with solutions because, okay, you know, even if it is legal according to the laws that you are applying to it, does that make it moral and so forth? Basically, the situation that you have is an influx of people, the Jewish people, who immigrated to a particular place until they had 30% of the population and decided to take over. Uh, We wouldn't like that if uh, the Chinese did it here in Australia. Uh, that would threaten our culture and, you know, we, we would not like that at all. Um, and then, of course, you've got, you know, the whole West Bank, Gaza Strip uh, situation where basically you have stateless people because Israel has never annexed those, you know, normally you, know, you fight a war, uh, you take land, you annex it. But because it's never been annexed, then they've never become Israelis and Israel will never annex it and will never turn them into Israelis because if they did, then there would be an Arab majority and they would lose their Israeli majority in the government. So there's a very complex situation that you find right there. Um, we can have um, various... Don't forget, as you go through this day, to talk faith, live faith, act faith, you will grow strong in Jesus Christ. God be Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1-800-FAITH-FM.